welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Voting. We are less than a week from a midterm election. What does that mean? It means we are going to strategically make cultural decisions that play out through the funnel of politics. Culture is bigger than politics, but the political avenues are are a vessel to make our culture what we want it. So what I highly recommend is you listen to the rest of this podcast because we are going to give you the most basic how-to when it comes to voting. You know, with all the things that are going on in this world, how many 18, 19, and 20-year-olds are actually taught how to select a candidate or decide on an issue? Uh, Not enough. Let's be real. Not enough. So it's time to get informed and prepare to vote, and we are going to help you decide how to go about that process. My hope is that when you listen to this, you go, oh my gosh, I wish I had somebody that told me that 20 years ago, if you're more than 30. And if you're young, I hope you find this and you actually give it a try. It's a good little process and I think it'll benefit our entire country I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm not talking about Democrats or independents or the Tea Party or no, all of us. Why? Because when you participate and you do it intelligently, we all win. Every one of us is a winner. All right, so let's start. Uh, it's, it's November. Uh, the, the World Series is going on, so I'm going to, in the background, infuse a little bit of baseball. All right. The starting spot, you're stepping into the box. Question is, first question, the most important question, when you're stepping into that box, and it, we're talking about voting here, what impacts our culture the most? You're like, wait a second. What does that have to do with voting? Everything. If we start from the right place, which is culture, and we work down to the voting, it becomes super easy, at least in concept, super easy to distill out the noise and the garbage and the gunk. And I should also add, it's not about right now. It's about always. Tomorrow, you know, five years, 10 years from now. It's about looking back and forward and living out today. So what impacts our culture the most? And I'm not just talking about right here, right now, but big picture. The trip to first base starts like this. We create an on the issues document. Look, every politician out there should have an on the issues 
document of some sort. Most of them posted on their website. Only they pick and flip and choose what they want you to see. That just is the reality. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's what they do because, well, it works. You go on there and you're like, oh yeah, no, I saw those six issues. Look, I'm going to give you a list. If your politicians are not telling you these things, you should probably be asking these questions. All right. Topics to consider in the on the issues. Authenticity. Honestly, it's a starting spot for me. If I have a politician that is not authentic, they tell lies, they keep secrets, they're deceptive. You know, I'm not interested. I mean, straight up, I'm not interested because culturally, I'm not interested in leaders that aren't going to actually lead. And lies, secrets, and deceptions destroy relationships. How can you be a leader if you're destroying relationships? So authenticity. I'll come back to some of these. I'm just going to read the list. Uh, But that's what I mean when I say authenticity. Economy, abortion, crime and justice, federal courts, education, energy and environment, domestic affairs, veterans, military and national security, voting issues, budget, taxes, foreign affairs, firearms, the Second Amendment, freedom of religion, uh, First Amendment, uh, freedom of speech, health care, immigration, infrastructure, LGBTQ rights, drugs, legal or illegal, uh, pharmaceuticals, right? They fall in that category. Welfare, uh, agricultural and food, jobs, unemployment, trade, cybersecurity. Look, this is not an exhaustive list even. And yet, How many times do you vote on a person and you don't know half of these things? Uh, Much of the time. Let's be real. So I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Now, I don't claim to be right or to know everything. But when it comes to authenticity, I told you that that's my number one. Uh, And I'll explain the uh, hierarchy thing here in just a minute. But authenticity. When I look at my Jeremiah on the issues, uh, I start from a cultural lens. So this is what mine says. And it's, it's not perfect. I adjust it every couple of years. Our towns, cities, and country will change. And sometimes this means I will change my mind about certain things. I commit to telling the truth as I see it in all situations. That doesn't mean I see the truth perfectly. And it doesn't mean I get everything right, but I'll get a lot of it right because people will know who I am and what I stand for, and they'll be more likely to correct me. If the world around me changes, which it will, my original view may become outdated. This happens sometimes. Some things won't ever change for me, though. Some things, like my relationship with God being at the front of the line, Telling the truth as I see it, being at the front of the line, prioritizing people over things at the front of the line, and specifically the American people. Why? Because that's the country that I live in. That doesn't mean Canadians aren't important. They are. Mexicans aren't important. They are. It doesn't mean that if you're from Australia, you're not important. You are. I just have to make sure for me, this is me being authentic, that I'm prioritizing 
people that are in my country that are legally citizens of the United States at the top of the list. And that's just a me, you know, that's, that's just something you should know about me. Okay. All right. The way to attack, a cha- this goes on, the way to attack a challenge today may be different tomorrow. And I will remain open to this reality so I can lead and guide successfully to the fullest of my potential. Now, why do I write it as if I'm running? Not because I'm going to run for office. I have no intention to run for office. Not now. I don't, I don't know if it ever would happen, to be honest. And yet, I read that to you because I want you to know, if you're looking to vote for somebody and you don't take this seriously and do it as if you were the candidate, how are you going to assess others who are running as a candidate? You're not going to be very effective at measuring whether they align with you well enough or not. You know, and, and it goes on and on. I've got, uh, you know, economy, abortion and uh, education and energy and environment, domestic affairs, firearms and so on. Look, I have done a bunch of this. List. I'm going to be honest. I haven't done all of this list. And, and I'll tell you how I've narrowed it down to which ones to prioritize um, in just a minute. But I want you, like I gave you the example of, actually write them up. Write them up. You should know where you stand on abortion, even if it's different than the people around you. You should know where you stand on crime and justice, on the First Amendment, on health care. You should know, not you should think you know. If you take the time to write it down, it hits home in a different way and you see candidates differently. So write your, on the issues down, either on a piece of paper or type them up, but get them down. Please, that's my number one recommendation because those categories are cultural topics, not political topics first. They're cultural topics. How do we want our country to be seen in terms of what we prioritize? Religion, firearms, right? How do we want, how do we want to be known? What do we stand for? What's at the top of our list? So what kind of culture do we want? Review them at least every couple of years. Yeah, you know, is we're going into the midterms. It's a good reminder for me because I typically do it in the midterms in the presidential election. As I got this this little running, I do it on a computer so that I don't have to retype everything. I reread who I am on that paper, who I am projecting on that paper, and I ask myself a really simple question: Is this still me? If I get to a part and I'm like, "Wow, I sounded like an idiot there," I fix it. Why? Because I grow and mature and get better, hopefully. Um, and that's what happens. So I should always be updating this. Now, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time every single month. That's too much for me because I'm not in office. But I do need to be able to assess other people that are running for office. And I also need to assess uh, issues that come up on the ballot. This is a way for me to do that. So, all right, now we're standing on first base and we're going, All right, what's next? The pathway to second base is very simple. Prioritize the categories. It's 
literally just go through and number them. By the way, if you don't have a hard time with this, uh, I question whether you're taking it seriously. And I say that because it is hard. I'll, I'll read you my top 10. And I can tell you there's two or three of them in there that I could move right now. Number one is authenticity. I care more about people who are being authentic than anything else on this list. Number two is freedom of religion. I don't want anybody to feel persecuted in our country. That's not what we were about. That's not what we should be about, in my opinion. So it's number two on my list. Number three is education because the children will always be the future. And so on and so on. Number four, I got First Amendment. Number five, I've got firearms, which is the Second Amendment. Number six, I've got economy. Number seven is domestic affairs. A lot of things fall in that. Um, so, but it, it's definitely up at the top. It's we prioritize American uh, people. That's that's what that means to me. Uh, number eight is veterans, military, and in national security. Uh, if we don't feel safe, if we aren't actually safe, um, you know, then then <laughs> what's the point of all the rest, right? So, uh, number nine is drugs, both legal, illegal, um, you know, coming across the border or or uh, you know, pharmaceuticals, stuff like that. And number ten is immigration. Now. Some people would argue, well, immigration should be way higher or, you know, why is, why is second amendment above, uh, you know, the, the, the veterans and the military and the national security one. Look, I'm not saying that I got this perfect, but to me, these are the priorities. You should go through and do similar. You don't have to copy my priorities, but you should take a look. I mean, abortion didn't make my top 10. There's a reason for that. It's not because abortion doesn't matter to me. It absolutely matters to me. And if you read my little blurb about my, you know, me on the issues when it comes to abortion, you'll see that I care about the topic. But caring about the topic and having it percolate to the top, it's just not the top for me. So it's not in the top 10. Um, you might say agricultural and food should be up there. I mean, we've got this food shortage thing that seems to be coming or has come or, well, I mean, look, these things are subject to shift based on some things, but sometimes we shift things unnecessarily. Uh, my family, thank the Lord above, has food. We've got food. So, um, you know, does that mean that it's not important to other people in our country? Absolutely not. It means, it means that for me, it hasn't percolated to the top. When I was a kid, food was at the top. It was at the top because we didn't have much food. I mean, there were days where we literally had no food in the house. Uh, you know, a jar of light mayonnaise was the, the, the main uh, course. Light mayonnaise, by the way, is disgusting. All right. So prioritize them. You know, now you're standing on second base. You've got them all prioritized. Uh, you're looking toward third going, okay, we're going we're gonna to take off. Num that one is explore the issues and the people to choose from on the current ballot. That means between second and third, we have to get really informed about our options. Gather, gather, gather information. 
This, by the way, should start way before the election. It shouldn't start a week before. However, if you haven't done any of this, you still have time to do the on the issues, write the list. I gave you a big old list. Write down your top 10 and just focus on those. Just focus on those because then at least the things that are most important to you are going to get the attention. And you can do that in less than a week. It's not easy, but it can be done. So that's, that's what I would say to do if you have never done anything like this. If you cannot find a candidate that aligns pretty well with you, what that tells you is it's probably time for you to run for office. Now, I haven't gotten to that point in my life, okay? So I'm not judging anybody who doesn't decide they want to do that. I know there's a lot of things in this world uh, that are challenging when you run for office. Uh, your family can get persecuted for no reason, sometimes literally because of lies that are made up. And I'm aware of that. So I'm not going to judge you if you don't run, but if you don't prepare to, uh, you know, to, to explore the issues that these politicians have and the issues that are coming up on your local ballots, if you're not prepared to do that, I mean, at that point, and I mean this from a place of care, but that's your fault. You're not taking your responsibility seriously. And it is a responsibility in my opinion. So you're standing on third now. You have explored all the issues and the people that you have to choose from. You have gathered, gathered, gathered. You have made some decisions. What do you do between third base and home? Let me tell you, this is again my recommendation. Between third base and home, the best thing that you can do once you have made those decisions is support, support, support. Once you have made the selection for a candidate, make sure that other people know why you think they are the better options. Okay? Make sure you understand why culturally you are selecting them. Not why politically you are selecting them. Why culturally you are selecting them. And have those conversations with people. It doesn't have to be political. Say, hey, culturally, I align with so-and-so because of this. They're authentic, first of all. So, you know, I don't have to worry about them lying and deceiving. Well, all politicians lie. No. All politicians change their mind, but only some of them are truly lying to you. Are they deceptive? Yeah, maybe they leave stuff out. Do I like that? No. But when pressed on a specific question, you can tell the difference between somebody who's going to lie and somebody who's not going to lie. So authenticity because of freedom of religion, this person stands for, you know, religious freedom. This person stands for, uh, you know, making sure our next generation is treated with respect, but also has discipline to take our country to a new and better place, right? This whole soft approach on children is ridiculous. In my opinion, again, that's an opinion and that's not a political opinion. It's a cultural opinion. It's a cultural opinion, and it informs my political perspective. 
So now we get to home plate. We have selected and, and supported the issues and the candidates that we like. We have told people about it because you know we we want to make sure that our uh, you know agenda, which is you know a cultural agenda, is represented in our political arenas because they do shape a lot of things. And we have passed home plate. We are headed to the dugout. What do we do now? Let me tell you what we do. Celebrate with your fellow citizens, even if you disagree, even if you disagree, because you have done your diligence to that point and you found out that you're either in the majority or in the minority when it comes to your, uh, your perspectives on who the candidates were that you should have voted for, um, or, or the issues. And at that point, the idea of celebrating together is a way of saying, for me as a therapist, I'm simply saying, what kind of culture do you want to create? Do you want to create a culture in which you're pissed off for the next two years or four years or whatever, or a culture in which you can embrace the difference and say, we're going to get you next time and love your neighbor anyway. I know it sounds all pie in the sky, super great. I know. Remember, it's about culture more than politics. We will not create a perfect, but we can create a more perfect. Not a perfect, but a more perfect. If we apply some of these things that I just went over. I hope that this was helpful. I know I didn't tell you all about the issues. Some of you have bugged me about that and you want to know where I stand on all the issues. I'm going to be honest. You, you want to know that? Send me an email. I'm happy to talk to you about it. But that's not what this podcast is about. So for those of you who come here to get healthy perspective, clinical perspective, that's it. Start with culture work your way to the politics. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 